It's Unnecessary Roughness, live from Radio Row in Arizona, brought to you by Subaru of Las Vegas on Rainbow and the 215. A lot of trash talk coming from a lot of different places. I think no one picked us to win. If so, it was like 5% of people. I try to, what you guys say, enjoy the moment. But my joy comes in winning, but I know the job isn't done. So This is Unnecessary Roughness. Here's your boy Q. Coming up at 3.30, Mark McMillan, former NFL defensive back. He's going to be kind of torn. Eagles and Chiefs in the Super Bowl 57. He played for both. He'll join us. He's also the next chef. We'll talk about that as well. He uh, lives here locally in, in Arizona. He's got a house here, so he's going to come on down, hang out. He'll be at this table. Here we are in the Phoenix Convention Center. So uh, excited about talking to Mark coming up at 3.30. You will hear from Matt Lombardo, Heavy.com. Myself and DeMond had an opportunity to catch up with him a little earlier today. But before we get to him, let's go ahead and go out to the phone lines. We're going to try to get as many calls and texts in as well in between everything that we have going on. So let's go ahead and go out to uh, 918 Raider in Tulsa. Welcome to the show. What's on your mind, brother? What's up, man? How are you guys? Good, fantastic. Uh, I just uh, just turned on the the show. I wasn't sure if you guys touched on this already, but I mean, as like a Raiders fan, we're like clamoring for any uh, Raiders uh, info or anything, little breadcrumbs here and there. Um, but you remember, like last year, whenever uh, they said Devonte bought like a house in town, and yeah, just like yeah, people buy houses, whatever. It's not that big of a deal. Yep, uh, people in Vegas. Yep, my bad. Again, <laughs> I was wrong um, on that one. <laughs> yeah, no, and uh, like uh, that's, that's uh, good. Good on. Like, it's okay to be uh, wrong on this one, but uh, it's just kind of. I, I was paying attention to uh, Aaron Rodgers at the, the golf tournament, and there was uh, somebody yelled out like, uh, "What do you think about coming to the Raiders or Devonte?" Blah blah blah. He's like, "Buy me a house," and then literally like within a day, Devonte is uh, putting on Twitter that he's house shopping. So like, yeah. I don't know, man. Like, uh, that would, I don't know, dude. Like, what, what, what's he house shopping for? He has, he's not, is he house shopping for himself? He's not going anywhere. Right. Like, right. So no, I don't, I don't know, man. Yeah, no, good, good stuff. Uh, thank you so much for the call. We appreciate you. And it's funny, Devontae was at the at, at the Pro Bowl yesterday, and he talked to reporters afterwards, including Vinny Bonsignor, and he said that he is uh, he is uh, what all pro team troll, first team all, first troll. team, yeah, first team. So he said, don't don't uh, you know think too much of anything that you see on Twitter from him because he is again first team all pro when it comes to uh, troll. But at the same time, there's definitely something to that. He, he admitted to putting a full-court press, and we have about a minute sound clip from uh, Devontae. We'll get a little bit later on in this show where you can hear what he had to say. But uh, he's definitely putting the, the, the full-court press on Aaron Rodgers trying to get him. He, he, he definitely wants him to be the quarterback. That doesn't mean he's going to be, but I think that there's a really big all-out effort to get him in as the quarterback of the Silver and Black. I don't know how far they're going to go with this. I really don't. But I do think that there's, there's obviously something – to it, so uh, that's that's going to be it's going to be fun to see how it all shakes out. Uh, but we all know it's not going to happen, you know, just that quick, right? I mean, it's only February sixth, and the new league year doesn't start till till March, and then even then, I mean, things can't. Well, the way I look at it, and then we'll get to Matt Lombardo. The way I look at it is for the Packers to even think about trading him or trading him, it's got to be post June first. Because that'll make it about a fifteen point something million dollar dead hit, and if they split it up amongst two years, instead of just taking one big hit on the cap, which would be you know over forty million dollars. So I think that they're going to split it up in two years, and if they do that, it's got to be post June first. So we'll see. I mean, obviously it's going to be a saga until it's not, but we'll talk about it 
quite a bit. But earlier today, we actually talked about the quarterback in the uh, position for the Raiders. Uh, Matt Lombardo from Heavy.com. He's an NFL insider. Uh, nationally, does a heck of a job. He's been on our show before uh, many times. Matter of fact, he was at the Senior Bowl just recently. So we talked all things NFL. Here's that conversation with Matt Lombardo. Back here on Radio Row. Actually, it's not even called Radio Row anymore. It's Media Row. I got to get that correct. It used to be Radio Row. Now it's Media Row. There's all kind of row, um, all kind of media here represented in Phoenix, Arizona, Phoenix Convention Center. Damon Cotton, your boy Q, and right now joined with uh, Matt Lombardo from Heavy.com. And Matt, uh, this is fantastic, man. We were talking a little bit before uh, we hopped on here. This is a fun little setting, man, and everything is real close here in uh, Phoenix, Arizona. Yeah, it certainly is, guys, and thanks for having me. This is Super Bowl number five for me. Nice. And just walking through Media Row, as it's now become, <laughs> right. it's like Raider Corner. We have you guys. The team is set up here, and That's I right. know you guys are getting ready to host the Super Bowl next year. But it's just really interesting to me. Uh, the, the presence that Vegas has at this year's Super Bowl. So it, it's certainly uh, going to be a fun week. And as far as the whole host city goes, right. I don't know how you beat this. Everything is walkable from the hotels, the convention center, right. the teams. It, it's a great setup. It's warm like it's going to be warm next year. So definitely a lot of fun. And so far, one of the more convenient Super Bowls that I've been a part of. No doubt. And I don't want to fast forward to next year, but can you imagine <laughs> what it's going to be like in Las Vegas? I mean, just think about it. How much fun. I mean, all the Super Bowls you've been to and then add the Las Vegas. Vegas a factor to that. Yeah, I mean, you have everything on the strip and the great shows, the <laughs> restaurants. I mean, everything's going to be outside. It's, it's, it's going to be – the Super Bowls are always a party, right? right. The, the part of it is the hoopla and the build-up and the lead-up to it. Super Bowl is going to be on steroids in Las Vegas. That's what <laughs> it's going to be. That's a great way to put it. That is a great <laughs> way to put it. Matt Lombardo is our guest here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Unnecessary Roughness, Demon Cotton, and your boy Q. And so as far as this game goes, I mean, you've got the Chiefs on one side. You know you have Patrick Mahomes. And then you have the Eagles. What is your what is your gut feeling tell you on Monday about this game? Because it could sway throughout the course of the week. Yeah, Q, I think when you look at this matchup, it really is the two best teams in the league. I don't think there's mm -hmm. any argument against that because the NFC was it was kind of the Eagles and everybody else all along, right? And KC, the Chiefs survived the gauntlet. They survived the Buffalo, Cincinnati gauntlet. They made it through the AFC, which was the superior conference all year long. I, I look at this game, it could be a field goal either way. I think right. it comes down to... Can Chris Jones, I think Chris Jones might be the most important player on the field in right. this game because he can wreck a game as he did against the Bengals. But, you know, the Eagles offensive line might be the best offensive line assembled in the last 10 years. Jalen Hurts has played at an MVP caliber level. The Eagles have some great wide receivers. I think it's a field goal game either way. I give the edge to Philly because I think they're just a little bit deeper and mm -hmm. they, can, they can beat you in a couple of different ways. But, guys, if they don't get home on Patrick Mahomes mm. without blitzing, <laughs> right. it could be lights out the other way. And yeah. Kansas City, you know, puts on a show. But I, I think it's a field goal either way. I think Philly winds up coming away with it. Because something that I wanted to ask you about, you said it right there, hey, Philly may be a little bit deeper, but they don't have Patrick Mahomes. Right. And it's so hard for me to pick against them because, hey, I've seen it firsthand, you know, in the Raiders Stadium, in Allegiant Stadium. I know what Patrick <laughs> Mahomes can do. So what do you think, how good is he? has he been this season? Because we know he's won a Super Bowl before, but I still feel like even though he may win the MVP, people are still sleeping on Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, I think it's his best statistical season to date, right, after taking away Tyreek Hill. Mm -hmm. And to me, that that's where you start talking about legacy-defining performances, right. right? You take away the most dynamic weapon on offense. Apologies to Travis Kelsey, but it was Tyreek Hill. Mm -hmm. And you have your best statistical season. And on one ankle, 
you make some of the plays that he made in the title game. The throw to Marcus Valdez-Scantling where he manipulates the pocket, steps up on one leg and fires a bullet right. into the end zone into a tight window. And then the, the scramble to win it and, jo- and Joseph Asai with the penalty obviously helped things. But, but I look at Patrick Mahomes this year, and I think it really is a two-horse race for the MVP between him and Joe Burrow. Mm. And he beat Burrow in the title game. Yeah. He got the ball back inside of two minutes and did what he needed to do. Again, I think this is a great quarterback matchup, but it's going to come down to which front seven can generate the most pressure and be most disruptive. That's who I think wins this game. And on a historical level, how good is this Eagles defense? Because I think I saw a stat that they have the most sacks of a team that's ever reached the Super Bowl. How good is is that line in those linebackers, like you said, that front seven? How good is it, do you think? Yeah, I mean, you look at Hassan Reddick, right? Philly kid, born yeah. across the How river cool in Cherry Hill, right? playing for his hometown team. Yeah. He already owns the record. He has six. He has uh, four sacks. He's two sacks shy of setting the all-time record for single postseason runs right. if he gets two sacks in the Super Bowl. He's playing at an all-time level. Brandon Graham might be the mm-hmm. comeback defensive player of the year, comeback player of the year, period. And he's, of course, the guy who stripped Tom Brady to clinch the Eagles' first Super Bowl when Fletcher Cox is still playing at a high level, too. It's a dominant defense, and I think this is going to be the toughest test that Mahomes and the Chiefs have faced all year. It's going to be fun. So excited about it. It's, it'll be here sooner than, than we know. It'll be here on Sunday, but, man, it'll be like, boom, a flash, and all of a sudden we'll be talking about the actual game. But, uh, again, Matt Lombardo is our guest here from Heavy.com. We're on Radio Row in Phoenix. Thanks to Subaru of Las Vegas as well for uh, helping us get here. But, Matt, we got to bring it back home. we got to bring it to Vegas. we got to bring it to the Raiders, and we know that the Raiders need a quarterback. We know that there's a, a situation there. What are you hearing? What are you feeling for the next quarterback for the Silver and Black? Yeah, I think there's certainly a spark of fire to the Aaron Rodgers smoke. Yeah. And you know Devontae Adams is going <laughs> to throw the full court press to recruit him, and I think that's a very possible, very logical landing spot there. And I think that one way or another, the Raiders are going to go and get a veteran quarterback, whether mm-hmm. it's making the trade for Jimmy Garoppolo, bringing him from the Bay, uh, from San Francisco. And, you know, I wouldn't even – I wouldn't rule out a, a surprise name that nobody's even talking about that maybe the Raiders just surprise you and they make an offer for somebody that nobody sees coming. I don't even see coming. I just right. I think all cards are on the table, but the the full court press is on for Aaron Rodgers, and I think there is mutual interest there. Doesn't it feel like that it almost has to be with the weapons that the Raiders currently have, with the Devontae Adams, Josh Jacobs, I'm assuming they're going to find a way to bring him back. You just almost have to. Darren Waller. Darren Waller, Hunter Renfro. It just makes sense instead of trying to roll the dice with a rookie quarterback and saying, okay, go out with your best shot. Like It almost makes sense that they have to go with a, a heavy hitter. I mean, you have to, right? And, right? and you look at what you have in that division. You're smack dab against Patrick Mahomes twice right. every year. Justin Herbert, who's ascending now, and he has a competent offensive coordinator in Kellen Moore every, twice every year. Right. And, oh, by the way, Sean Payton lands in Denver. <laughs> May, maybe the, the best head coach suited to resurrect whatever's left of Russell Wilson. So, so they need to match that in this arms race, and I think that Aaron Rodgers would certainly be the guy uh, that puts the Raiders back in the conversation in that division. When you launched the Matt Lombardo show on Heavy on Sports, Devontae Adams was the first guest, first guest. if I believe. First so guest. when you talk to him, how much do you think that it mattered that he didn't want to play with Jordan Love and the uncertainty with Aaron Rodgers? Because I want to bring it back to, because as Q said, the weapons that the Raiders have, that they have to get a guy. Maybe it's not Aaron Rodgers, but do you think that he would feel not so much comfortable, but would he be happy with playing with the rookie quarterback from the conversation you had with him? I, I mean, at, at some point. Right. At some point, you have to satisfy the veterans in that locker room. Mm-hmm. I mean, and we named the star power. We named the veterans. Right. Devontae's at the top of that list. Mm-hmm. And if they decide that they're going to turn turn the page and move on to a 
quasi-rebuild, which is kind of what the Packers have tried to do, straddling the line between moving forward with Aaron Rodgers or turning the reins over to Jordan Love. I can't imagine Devontae would be happy. I can't imagine that Devontae wouldn't at least consider requesting a trade at some point to mm -hmm. get out of that rebuild and get to a better situation. So I, I think you're, you're right. It has to be a veteran. It has to be somebody who has a track record. And, and Devontae's made no secret on Twitter. He's all in on trying to bring Aaron Rodgers to, to Vegas. No doubt. Matt Lombardo is our guest here from Heavy.com here on Raider Nation Radio 920, Unnecessary Roughness. So the Raiders have more holes than just the quarterback position, obviously. The offensive line still needs some work, the defense. How quickly do you think, especially in this day and age of the way that you see teams built, how quickly do you think that they can get things turned around and make that more of a complementary team on both sides of the ball? Yeah, I think it all comes down to the quarterback, first of all. If you don't have one, none of those other pieces really Even matter. matter. <laughs> right. But especially in that division, though. To me – you have to get the quarterback right, and and this is an offseason for them where it, it, it's a pretty deep class in the trenches. You can get a, a decent offensive lineman or a defensive lineman in the draft. I, I think that the problem is you're going up against the Chiefs, the Chargers, right. and a pretty good defense in Denver. It could be a two- or three-year rebuild, but if you go and get Aaron Rodgers or you go and get Jimmy Garoppolo, you're signaling that you're all in trying to do it in 2023 mm -hmm. and 2024. So that's why I think the Raiders are one of the more fascinating teams to watch going into this offseason. You know, it's funny. You mentioned Jimmy G, and a lot of people have talked about Jimmy G, and I just I don't trust his availability, right? I mean, right. he's just not available all the time. So, you know, what do you do if you go and get a guy like that, and then all of a sudden six games in, he's out? Yeah, and, and the, that's the Niners' story, right? Right, I mean, it, it was that It part. was the great insurance policy bringing <laughs> him back with Trey Lance's uncertainty, and then he gets hurt. Oh, yeah. Jimmy G's still here. And then he goes down again. So, no, I, I agree. I think that the injury concerns are certainly valid when it comes to him. But when it comes to the Raiders, the, all the holes that they need to fill, mainly on the defensive side, do you think that the, you mentioned the trenches, but when it comes to that shutdown corner that I think that the Raiders need, do you think they'd have better luck testing it in free agency or maybe in the draft because you're also down at the senior bowl? Well, I'll give you a name to watch, uh, and obviously maybe a little bit biased. Um, Joey Porter Jr. out mm. of Penn State. Yeah. Uh, I think he's a top 20 to 25 player in this draft. He's long. He has the kind of you know, arm strength and, and, and wingspan that defensive coordinators covet. Mm -hmm. I think he's exactly the kind of counterpunch to the receiver talent in that division. And if you can come away with a guy like him in the first round, all of a sudden you have your own Sauce Gardner. All of you, a sudden you have your own young corner yeah. that you're going to build a secondary around. To me, that would be the kind of guy that if you're going to go defense, yeah. I, I try to go after Joey Porter Jr. and drop him into that secondary. My man starts laughing because as soon as you said Sauce Gardner, he knows I'm a big Sauce Gardner guy. So he's <laughs> like, oh, that's all you had to say. Q is sold. Q is sold. And he's not lying about that. Uh, he mentioned the Senior Bowl, and you, 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 know, you were there. Patrick Graham was one of the coaches there. How big yeah. do you think that was for him to get that firsthand experience with those guys? Well, I think it's, it's big firsthand experience for him as mm -hmm. far as, you know, scouting and yeah. getting the intel on those guys. Because a lot of those, the roster down in Mobile this year, they, they were middle-round prospects. And now you're getting your hands on them for right. a whole week. You're sitting in meetings with them. You've, you've run them through your defensive scheme for a week worth of practice. But bigger picture, guys. What a great opportunity for Patrick Graham to put his foot forward as a head coaching candidate. Yeah. Because I, I know the Raider defense didn't exactly live up to expectations this year, but I covered Patrick Graham for two years in New York every day with the Giants. One of the brightest defensive minds that I've come across. I know the players love playing for him. I know that he's typically a guy who dials up the heat, dials up the intensity, dials up the blitzes. What a great chance for him to be in Mobile mm -hmm. and be front and center, maybe for next hiring cycle. Right. You know, the, hey, not only am I this great defensive coordinator, but, you know, look at what happened in Mobile with my team and right. look what the Raiders were able to do this year. I, I think it helps Patrick Graham on so many different levels. Well, I'm, I'm glad you said that. That's interesting. What did 
what does he need for his his defense to Talent. go? Talent. It's, that's what it is. It basically feels like that's all it is, right? Right. right. I mean, I mean, obviously, you look at the the Chandler Jones signing. I don't yeah. think that that really worked. Didn't out. work out. No. Outside of Max Crosby, you know, there aren't three to four competent defensive players. You guys talked about it. Most of the needs on this team right yep. now is on the defensive side of the ball. It's not a complimentary football team. I think they need to go out and they need to significantly bolster the talent on that defense. And I think there's a really interesting thread line that you can draw between what the Eagles did and what the Raiders have to do. Because if you look at what the Eagles did this past offseason, obviously they're shopping at the top of the market because they have cap space and a pretty brilliant GM. But you bring in Kazir White, veteran leader. You bring in Hassan Reddick, mm-hmm. you know, pass rusher with upside. James Bradbury's sitting there on the scrap heap. You bring him in. You pick him up. You went out and you got players that fit Jonathan Gannon's scheme on defense. What the Raiders need to do now is this offseason going into Patrick Graham's second year. I don't care if it's Josh McDaniels. I don't care if it's the GM. I don't care if it's Mark Davis. Right. You need to sit down with Patrick Graham and say, here's the free agency list. Name me five guys that you need. Who fits your scheme? And go get those guys. And that's how you turn around the defense and draft well, of course. Right. I love it. I love it. Great nuggets right there. Matt Lombardo, heavy.com, the Matt Lombardo Show. What do you got coming out that we should be on the lookout for? What are you working on? Uh, I got the podcast coming out later this week. Brian Westbrook is going to hop on. Obviously, you know, interesting there. Played for the Eagles. Played for Andy Reid. Yeah. So a great perspective there. And you can read my uh, weekly wrap-up column each and every Wednesday on heavy.com. Well, we definitely appreciate you hanging out with us here in Media Row (laughs) in in, uh, the Phoenix Convention Center uh, on Radio Radio 920. Appreciate you. Appreciate you guys. Thanks for having me. There he goes, Matt Lombardo. That was a fun conversation. Uh, I think he draws some really good nuggets there. And, you know, we talked a lot. Obviously, we talked a lot about the quarterback position. He said they've got to get that right. But when it talks to, comes to Patrick Graham and the defense, we've talked about the defense in great length. And it really boils down to having talent, Damon. Yeah, it comes down to the talent because if he's got that system in place, it doesn't matter who's out there if the guys aren't able to execute from a talent. If they don't know where to be, not so much as the smarts or if you don't have the physical capabilities, where you need the right guys. Right. We talk about the Eagles' defense, and it's one of those, oh, they have so many sacks. Or this is one of the best, best seven fronts that we've ever seen. Right. But those guys all have talent, as he mentioned them when he broke them down player by player. Right. All of those guys, you're not going to say that no one that the Eagles defense, nobody's talented. Right. No. You can say that this guy, maybe he's a little over the hill in Dominican too. They got him off the scrap heap. But all of those guys. How smart talented. was that, though? How smart of a, a, a pickup was that? I mean, think about that. I mean, the dude, he, you know, he wasn't even. He didn't even start it wasn't the season. Even up. And right. for people who say, well, why didn't we pick up Indomitian Sue? <laughs> because the Raiders want an Indomitian Sue away. That's a guy for this Eagles team. He's probably right. playing 30% of the snaps. If that. The Raiders probably yeah. would have needed him. Hey, we need, we're going to need you to play 70%, 80% of the snaps. So that's the difference where if someone wants to do that, well, if he's so good, why didn't the Raiders pick him up? He wasn't going to be a difference maker. The role that the no. Eagles are asking him yeah. to play is a much bigger role that the Raiders would have needed from a guy at that position. Well, and that's the same thing I say about James Bradbury because as much as I thought that that would have made sense you know they're they're the back end and the the corners are benefiting because the Eagles are getting pressure on the quarterback and the Raiders didn't get enough pressure on the quarterback so Bradbury wouldn't have been as good as he was uh, and then he had big play slay across from him mm-hmm. so I mean you know there's there's multiple reasons why why what they have going on in Philly works but I do think and I've said it multiple times that the Raiders can look at the Eagles and say you know what there's there's a lot of similarities there where they can go in but they have to have the talent they can get things turned around quick, fast, and hurry. I'm not saying they're going to be a Super Bowl team next year, but I do believe that they could be a really good team next year with the right pieces in place. Yeah, but it just comes down to they got a hidden free agency. They've got a draft well. We can all say these things, but they really need to. And that nugget about Joey Porter, I know everybody's thinking about quarterback, but I think that 
the best player available on the defensive side. Right. The Raiders got to take him. Well, I that's, mean, that's that's my opinion. Yeah, no, I, I, I'm defense. with you. I'm with you. But the problem is it, that it complicates things because what what do you have to give up to go get Aaron Rodgers? It goes back to the quarterback position. So if you have to give up, you know, the the number seven overall pick, you're not going to be getting Joey Porter Jr. in round two. He's a first round guy. In well, my opinion. From that point on, remember how the Carolina Panthers, I know you were a fan of that. Yep. Defense, 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 <laughs> yeah. defense, defense. Yeah, I was. I, I, I thought, and, and you know what? They have a pretty good defense. They have a pretty good defense. Their problem is they didn't have a trigger man. How many trigger men did they go through? Ooh, so many. <laughs> exactly. I thought they were going to pull the emergency, bring Cam Newton back again. Right, exactly. <laughs> I mean, man, from the time that Matt Rule got to Carolina to the time he got fired, they didn't have a real trigger man, and they still obviously don't. And that's why I look, you know, maybe a Derek Carr makes sense for a Carolina Panthers. So uh, it, it all boils down to the quarterback, but you also have to have talent on both sides of the ball. And that's what the Raiders have to continue to do is build up the talent on both sides of the ball. They've got to get that defense right. It's been a very long time since they've had a solid defense. They've got to get that. And, of course, they've got to find the most important guy, uh, you know, in, in football, which is the quarterback. So th- there's that. Uh, a couple quick texts, and then we'll take a break. Mailman Raiders said, Q, I probably look for an interview with Beast Mode peace mode just so he won't get fined i know he'd give me a good laugh and demond i'm with q i have a hat with dmc autograph and i've never worn it just hangs on my wall so there's there's that so that's uh that's that's what he's talking about no uh you can't you can't mess up your memorabilia if you got an autograph on it you just can't might not be that fresh of a hat then why why wouldn't it be well, if it was that fresh of a hat you'd have to wear it no why would you wear it with a signature on it because if it's a hat i'm wearing it to be fly i'm not i don't <laughs> care i don't care about signatures too much well Obviously. I don't think I have anything autographed. You do. You have a jersey that you wore. Well, I don't think I've ever asked for an autograph. <laughs> Got a text from the 907. I don't know if anyone's warned you, but hide your backpack this week. Yes, that and DeMond will tell you that has been the talk of Radio Row. And I don't mean just me and DeMond and Steve. I mean everyone that we've ran into that I know and believe me, it's a lot of people. We've ran into a whole lot of people. I've introduced DeMond to a lot of people and Almost every single one of them to the T is like, Q, where's your backpack at? And Q, I'm not trying to victim blame you, but I've seen you around your cell phone now. I know. And Q will leave his cell phone anywhere. I will walk away from the table and just leave it sitting right on the table. I do it all the time. Jared was in charge of my phone last year. This year, you're in charge. Boy, I hate to think how this is going to end. <laughs> oh, man, I got a problem. That's, that's, I mean, it's just because all of a sudden we'll be looking up, and like I said, you have to keep your head on a swivel, and I'll see someone that we, I need to go try to talk to and try to – Try to get their attention or whatever, and then I'll literally just walk away, and my phone will be sitting right here. And then what do I say? I went and interviewed Rich Gannon, and then all of a sudden after that was done, I was like, wait, where's my phone? DeMond's like, yep, I heard about this. It's over here on the table. I was like, all right, there's that. So good looking out. (laughs) I'll I'll do a better job. I'll try. 3.26 at the time. We'll take a quick break. We'll see where Efforty Mark McMillan. We'll see if he's around here. It's a little wonky here as far as getting credentials and getting in so we'll see if he's able to uh, hustle his way in here on time if not uh, we'll just keep it moving that's what we do so uh, 702-365-9200 69187 keyword R&R so com text line hit us up let us know who would you interview who would you want to interview at least interact with for you know five ten minutes sit down in a radio row type fashion like we're doing here and we'll be doing this all week long. Thanks to Subaru of Las Vegas. We definitely appreciate them. 326 is the time. This is Red Nation Radio 920. Now back to Unnecessary Roughness with your boy Q. Thanks to Subaru of Las Vegas on Rainbow in the 215. 
And here we are. We are back here on Radio Row and efforting to get Mark McMillan. He should be in here at some point, and that's okay. We can always pivot. Matter of fact, we'll go ahead and do that. And uh, we are here in the Phoenix Convention Center, Radio Row. We're here with uh, our sister station, ESPN Las Vegas, and uh, thanks to Subaru in Las Vegas on 215. Uh, they helped us get here. We definitely appreciate that. Uh, we got Omar Ruiz supposed to play at 4 o'clock. We have an interview we did with him at, uh, at, that was supposed to run at 4 o'clock. We're going to go ahead and move that up to right now. We're going to go ahead and let that run right now, Bobby. If you have that, let's go ahead and run that uh, Omar Ruiz conversation because Mark is trying to get his credentials. So as soon as he gets his credential, he'll be in here. And so this will uh, help us out, uh, kind of shift shift the interviews. And that's what you got to do here on Radio Row. You got to kind of keep your head on a swivel and keep your options open because things happen all the time that you don't expect. So uh, if we have Omar Ruiz, let's go ahead and jump right into that conversation I had with Omar a little while ago here on Radio Row. And here we are back on Radio Row, Phoenix, Arizona, Super Bowl 57. I'm here with Omar Ruiz from the NFL Network. How you doing, my man? Hey, good. Great to be with you. Great to see you, as always. I feel like uh, you know, we talk to each other throughout the year, but yeah. it's great to see you yep. typically here at Super Bowl week. It's a lot of fun, man, and being here and seeing the calm before the storm and everything. But, I mean, we got a heck of a Super Bowl lined up, right? I mean, Chiefs and, and, and uh, the Eagles, that's a heck of a matchup. What's your early thoughts on it? Well, two number one seeds. Um, obviously played that way throughout much of the year, probably the most consistent teams uh, throughout the year. And you look at Philly kind of losing those two games at the end of the year. It's Jalen Hurts was hurt. Right. Um, so you kind of excuse that uh, little stumble down the stretch. But I think when you look at Philadelphia, for me, I think they're the most complete team, the most complete roster, top to bottom, talent everywhere, depth everywhere. But Patrick Mahomes is the ultimate difference maker. Still Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> in the National Football <laughs> right. League. So I think, you know, it's hard to say uh, which way it'll go. You know, I'm down covering the Eagles all week long and uh, was there for the NFC Championship game. So I have a pretty good feel for them. It'll be interesting to, you know, talk to the Chiefs tonight, right. opening night, and then kind of get a feel for them. But uh, at this point, you know, I think we're, you know, in for a sensational game. And I, I, I think it's similar to... Uh, the game that we saw five years ago when Philly was last here, right. Super Bowl 52, right. yeah. Tom Brady, you know, still, you know, in between Super Bowls that particular year. And Philly came in with that ferocious pass rush and Brandon Graham, obviously the strip sack at the end to win the game. And it feels like this game this year will have a similar feel. Can Philadelphia late in the game make that play with their defensive front? on Patrick Mahomes, who may or may not be hobbled right. you know, by the time right. you know, that fourth quarter comes around. Um, but it'll be a fun game. I think we're in for, you know, an, I don't know, maybe a shootout, but an entertaining game, no doubt. Well, you're, like you said, covering the Eagles. And so what has been your vibe on Jalen Hurts? I mean, this guy, he, you know, <laughs> there was questions going into the season if he was going to be the guy long term. And now he's just about a league MVP and he's playing in the Super Bowl. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a great story, number one, just how uh, unflappable he is. And to go from question starter right. going into right. the year to now Super uh, MVP contender, maybe Super Bowl right. MVP contender. Right. You never know. But I think that a lot of the discussion before the season, when you looked at what Philadelphia had built last year, you know, obviously they started two and five, Nick Sirianni, all the heat, right. and they came out of that, eventually got into the playoffs, and they, they started to build. And they had a great offseason, um, bringing in, you know, Bradbury and and Chauncey Gardner-Johnson and fortifying that secondary. And then, you know, I thought they had a great draft with Jordan Davis and, and the rest of those guys. 
and then to get Dominic and Sue and Linval Joseph in the middle of the year. So I think the roster composition is there. And I think the thought for most of us was, well, if Jalen Hurts can become a superstar, that's a Super Bowl contender. Right, right. But you don't know. Mm -hmm. You have a guy going yeah. into his third year who's kind of been hit and miss um, early in his career is going to become a superstar, let alone, you know, a bona fide starter. And and he just, he did. Right. He became a superstar, MVP contender, and now well, here they are in the Super Bowl. So it kind of all came fruition. The strategy to build that roster around the young quarterback, let that young quarterback develop with those weapons around him. A.J. Brown, obviously, you know, key to that offensive uh, development. It's been fun to watch. They're a fun team. They have, you know, charismatic personalities from Brandon Graham, you know, the, uh, the longest tenured Eagle, Jason Kelsey right behind him there, guys that have been a part of the Super Bowl run in, in uh, 52, or Super Bowl 52 back in the 2017 season, who are still very much there, but I think it's interesting how it is fully Jalen Hurts' team now, and, right. and he is uh, you know, fully their leader. We're here with Omar Ruiz here on uh, Radio Row, Phoenix, Arizona. Super excited about this Phoenix uh, Convention Center. And so bringing it all home now, I mean, talking about the Raiders, we talked about Nick Sirianni and him, you know, getting in the Super Bowl in his second year. Raiders didn't have the season that they wanted in the first year under Josh McDaniels, but if the right moves are made in the offseason, do you feel like it's a team that could be turned around pretty quickly? Uh, no question. I think, you know, they got to learn how to close. Right. You know, obviously, the you look at the collapses that they had, and obviously disappointing it led right. to them not being in the playoffs but the flip side if they close those games right you know maybe they're 12 and 5 yeah. this year 11 and 6 and you know we're talking about them and, and a deep playoff run so the difference between uh that what they experience and what the potential on the other side could be right. is very very slim mm -hmm. and so yeah like you mentioned you know getting their guys in place i've you know heard ziggler and McDaniels talk about you know turning over the roster and making it more um, to their vision, right? Um, and you know, I know Ziggler spent a lot of time down at the Senior Bowl, a lot of good prospects yeah. down there. So, and and that's key. You know, obviously, it's been well documented. You know, a lot of the misses, you know, in the Raiders drafts in previous years. So, you know, the the, the middle to the back end of the roster, right. you know, that's where you see the deficiencies. So, when injuries happen, you don't have those top tier players yeah. that are developing to step in there. So, they can get that depth to the roster. You know, I think they can withstand. You know injuries and, and kind of make a playoff push there in 2023. Doesn't it feel like the NFL is really a couple plays away here and there for a lot of teams, right? I mean, it seems like the parity more than ever now is really across the league. Well, that's why, you know, you hear the Bill Parcells, you know, you, you are what your record says you are right. because for every you know, collapse that fan bases look at and be like, oh, if we would have won that game, we'd be this. But then they forget about those close wins right. that maybe they shouldn't have won, yeah, yeah. that they pull out that could have gone the other way. And so I think that's a great illustration of that, that, it, you know, the, the, the fine line between winning and losing those close games, you know, and, and especially in today's NFL where offenses are wide open and, you know, you see wild 20-point swings. Right, it's it's right. not as unusual as anymore as it used to be. Right. And so uh, and I know Raider Nation, you know, live with that a bunch this know year. Know a lot about it. <laughs> uh, perhaps more so than any right. other fan base in the country. Right. Well, you know, and then, I mean, everything's been going on, right? We're just coming off the heels of the Pro Bowl weekend and all everything that happened at the Intermountain Healthcare Performance Center at Allegiant Stadium. What did you think of just everything, how they did the Pro Bowl this weekend in Vegas? Well, it was awesome. I was out there early in the week last week, and I checked out the Shrine Bowl practice yeah. um, there at the facility. And it, it's always so fun to see everybody's reaction when they see it. Yeah. Because it is a state-of-the-art uh, facility there in Henderson and, and um, 
you know, usually when we're there, we just kind of go to the sideline. We watch practice for five minutes and then we leave. Right. But there, you know, so you're able to walk around, check it out, <laughs> yeah. see just how cool see it, all the bright it actually lights. is. Yeah, yeah. It, it was really cool. And then they're also setting up for the Pro Bowl games that right. took place there. So it was really neat for, you know, the national audience to be able to see kind of what the Raiders have built just in a short time um, with the facilities. You know, obviously Legion Stadium, you know, will take its place in the international stage next year hosting yeah. the Super Bowl and I think you know people around the NFL have already seen what a cool building that is but to have the facility now shown off like that I thought it was really cool. How big is that do you think for Pro Bowlers to be able to go in there and check it out and then wanting to be a part of that I mean that's something that the guys think about when they think about free agency like where they're going to be playing where they're going to be practicing state of art a state of the art place there. Well yeah I go back to thinking you know when Amari Cooper was with the Raiders and he gets traded you know and obviously we knew that you know the facility in Alameda was you know, a little outdated for right. today's NFL standard and, and obviously a huge upgrade um, there in Henderson now. And, and Amari Cooper, go, he went, you know, from the Alameda to the star yeah, in right. Cowboys, yep. which, you know, set the standard, you know, in the modern uh, NFL facility. And, and so it is huge. And he, it was enough of a factor for him to comment on it, mm -hmm. you know, when he got to Dallas and the kind of facility that he had is much more comparable to what he had at Alabama. And I think I saw a tweet from Marlon Humphrey that was talking about, wow, you know, yeah. this facility is, you know, super nice and, and, you know, people are like, hey, when are you going to be free agent next <laughs> yeah, and, and all exactly. this? But it is, you know, it's a yeah. real thing because that's where they spend most of their time right. is in the facility and what kind of uh, access to treatments and, and all the different amenities, you know, that mm -hmm. that's a part of their work day right. that they spend hours and hours and hours, you know, away from their families and, and the sacrifices they make throughout the year to get their bodies ready every every week, every Sunday. And, and so it is a big deal right. you know, to have that exposure and, uh, you know, perhaps lead to free agent success uh, down the road I think so uh, you know a lot of the players have said that you know there's guys that want to play in Vegas right because of the facilities because of Vegas because of a lot of attractions so it's gonna be a lot of fun what are you thinking I know it's early but what are you thinking about the Super Bowl being played in Las Vegas next oh, year how wait. crazy is that oh, gonna be man I can't wait you know I'm a California <laughs> guy so yeah. I kind of have grown up going to Vegas over the years and you know for them to have a successful NFL transition number one has been cool to see right and the Raiders how they've been embraced by the community there has been pretty awesome and then to have like I said be on the international stage next year is going to be surreal and and I think you know having had early access to Allegiant Stadium and right. you know being there for the first game and and all that and throughout the construction process it really is a beautiful stadium mm -hmm. and uh, they, they did a tremendous job you know putting the history of the Raiders built into that as, as well as just being aesthetically pleasing uh, to the eye, both inside and outside. And so for the whole world to see that, I think it's going to be really cool. It's going to be special for Las Vegas and the community and who knows what other events right. it'll lead to, yeah. you know, having that exposure out there. But, um, but yeah, I mean, but, but, you know, I go to I go to Las Vegas every year with my buddies for March Madness okay, yeah. and all that. So I know you know what it's like to be in a huge sports environment, and everybody cares about the games. And for the biggest game, right, in all of America, yeah. to be there uh, next year, it's going to be pretty special. We're getting greedy. We want everything, right? Oh, I'm we sure, want March yeah. Madness. We want national championship games. We want the Super Bowl. We want it all. The draft. Draft was fantastic. All that stuff. Well, with the with the indoor stadium like that, you can have right. a Final Four exactly, and, and um, you know, Elite Eight and the regionals and, and all that and, and everything else that, you know, you can get yep. in, a, in a stadium, whether it's the soccer games that have been played there. Or, Big ones. You know, obviously uh, the collegiate games, you know, I'm sure we'll start rotating through there at some point. So, um, 
Yeah, it should be fun, and, and not to mention all the things that they're already doing in Las Vegas <laughs> right. next never, year. Never boring. <laughs> to have a good time. So, right. yeah, it's going to be exciting you Absolutely. Know, uh, a year from now. No doubt. Well, I definitely appreciate your time. Uh, I know you're busy. I know you got a lot going on. This is just the calm before the storm. Oh, yeah, that's you know why it's going to get crazy. Monday, right, right. Yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, you can't you know, you go uh, five feet without running into somebody. But but like uh, we started the interview with, it's it, it's great to see people. You right, know, and That's yes. you know, kind of my – I like to come down here, see people I haven't seen in a while. Right. And, and and, um, you know, just continue to build those relationships because, you know, we, we all love the game. Yep. We all love the sport of football. But I think, you know, the, the most rewarding thing for me is all the relationships yeah. that we have, yep. you know, within the game. And so, that you know, this is all part of it. And, and I'm glad to see you. No doubt. That's a great mic drop moment right there. Omar Ruiz from the <laughs> NFL Network with us here. Appreciate you, my man. Yeah, thank you. There he goes, Omar Ruiz, NFL Network. Uh, good dude. Always a pleasure to have him on the show. I had the opportunity to catch up with him a little earlier today. And uh, that's how it is sometimes around here. We'll have three different things going on, four different things going on at one time. So uh, you might catch something that's all DeMond. You might catch something that's all me. You might catch both of us. I mean, you just you never know. That's just how it is on Radio Row. It's This has kind of been – this is just your first taste. And, I mean, and it's it's – it's calm right now. Like I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, it's calm. But it's still, even just for your first time, it seems a little busy. Oh yeah, it's really busy. And also, I've seen the, I've had the star moments of people. Hey, that's that guy from that place. That's <laughs> that guy from that place. Or that, oh, that's that guy. Let me go talk to him. Right. Where there are still in my head. I, we got the lineup for the show. We have all of these right. interviews that we already did before the show. But I was like, man. Maybe we could have had that guy on. Maybe oh, we can. Yeah, let's get that guy on. We can. Tomorrow I'm going to go get him. Well, I'll tell you right now, there's <laughs> nothing to it. I mean, because the beautiful thing about it is we can have a plan, but the best plan is the one that can be altered. So with us being able to record a bunch of interviews all morning long like we do, we're going to do it each and every day. I mean, we're here bright and early every morning. This ain't no roll in to the radio station at 115 and get ready to knock out a show at 2. I mean, we roll in early in the morning. And as people are walking in, and we have a great location where we're sitting. I mean, literally the door is right next to us. And we're in the very back so we can see everyone walk in. And we can get a first, first-hand glance at them and just really make a beeline. Matter of fact, many people uh, emailed us, or, or not emailed, but sent uh, tweets at us or texts to us earlier saying they were watching the Pat McAfee show and they could see our setup because we were on camera. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, we are right – we're in a, a, a prime location here in this convention center. So uh, excited about – that and excited about the opportunity but with all these interviews being recorded we can always push things around and move them around say yeah we got this interview coming up but since we can get this guy live right now let's go ahead and, you know throw them on and that's just how we do it so i mean we're gonna have so many moments where we decide to change our mind uh, before it's all said and done and do <laughs> and, and, and go with plan b c d or e it's it's all good so uh, this is just the beginning of it, and uh, man, oh, man, it's going to get real crazy uh, sooner rather than later. 3.45 is the time. When we come back, Devontae Adams spoke with the media for, you know, just a few minutes following the Pro Bowl on Sunday. I just wanted to – there's a little clip that I want you to hear. Uh, we were talking about Aaron Rodgers and the possibility of him and him also being an a all-pro troll. Uh, you'll, hear all, you'll hear that little bit of a conversation. We'll speak about it. We'll talk about it next here on Radio Nation Radio 920. Now back to Unnecessary Roughness with your boy Q. Thanks to Subaru of Las Vegas on Rainbow in the 215. And we are here on Radio Row, Phoenix Convention Center. 
Super Bowl 57 takes place on Sunday in Glendale, Arizona. We're here in Phoenix, Arizona. We'll be here all week long. Thanks to Subaru in Las Vegas. We definitely appreciate them uh, for sponsoring the whole trip. JT the Brick has arrived. He's up here by us, and uh, we're about to uh, have have a good time all week long, all of us. We've got uh, ESPN Las Vegas represented. Of course, we've got Radio Nation Radio 920 represented. And, again, all week long, we're going to provide you all the sights and sounds of everything going on here at Phoenix, Arizona. So on Sunday, Devontae Adams played in the in, in the Pro Bowl, and it's a flag football game. And I mean, it, it is what it is. Some of the players enjoyed it. Some of the players didn't enjoy it. Max Crosby wasn't a big fan of it because what well, was he going to do, right? I mean, <laughs> he said he was trying to uh, get – get a you know coach to allow him to play a little tight end but uh, I don't I guess that didn't happen but again I didn't get to see uh, very much of the game actually we only saw parts of the game while we were sitting here setting up the setting up the whole uh, our setup last night when we arrived here at the convention center they have a tv right next to us so we were able to check out just a little bit but that wasn't very much he wasn't available on Saturday when we were able to talk to Max Crosby and Josh Jacobs. Uh, Devontae wasn't there. Uh, and then I guess he didn't show up to a couple other of the events uh, leading up to the Pro Bowl, so didn't get a chance to talk to him. But after the game, Vinny Bonsignor and a couple others had a chance to talk to him. It was just a quick minute, but here's what uh, Devontae had to say. Devontae, you've caught kind of a little bit of a stir on social media uh, with some hints about Aaron Rodgers and um, on, honest talk, honest talk. Oh yeah, is that something that you would be uh, interested in? Would I be interested in having Aaron Rodgers throw to me? Yes. Uh, yes, I would. I would love that. The the trolling, you know, I'm first team all trolls, so don't don't take none of that too serious. But uh, I would love to have that, and obviously that that'd be a dream scenario. One that I'm, I'm very familiar with, but anything you've seen on Twitter, that's not a tale of anything. That's just that's just wishful thinking and messing around with it. We talked uh, at the end of the season that the Raiders were going to keep you kind of in the loop on things as it relates to quarterback. Is that a message that you would send to them? Like, hey, if, if that is available, that that's something that you would be A million percent, 100 percent. I mean, that's, that's exactly what I'm, I'm trying to portray. And uh, it's a lot of conversations to be had still um, in the near future. So, um, you know, we'll see what happens. But that's obviously something that I would go in there and talk about. Is there any conversation that you've had with Aaron about that? We'll keep that, uh, <laughs> we'll keep that behind closed doors. There's Devontae Adams and Vinny Bonsignor right there. Got this text from the Five and Dime on our don'tbebroke.com text line. Tay ain't trolling. He's tampering. LOL, at this point, I'd be surprised <laughs> if Rodgers wasn't our quarterback next year. I'm not really for the move and think the team would be better off going after a guy like Richardson, but I think the writing is on the wall. That's from the 510. Well, what did you think about what you heard from Devontae there? Oh, I think that he's definitely – the talks have been had. Right. Where he, they, they, they want it to happen. And to the texture there from the Five and Dime, what do you mean bad move for the team or the team wouldn't be better? When it comes to winning now, you can say the future, but there is no one on earth that should think, hey, if it's between Anthony Richardson or any rookie quarterback and Aaron Rodgers, <laughs> right. then I think they'd have a better winning. They'd have a better record with the rookie instead of Aaron Rodgers. I think they're probably thinking of the long-term thing, and, and that's something that I think all of us have been caught up in probably a little bit too much. I know I'm guilty of it as well, thinking of just you know build the team, build the team, build the team. The team also needs to have an opportunity to win now. Right. And uh, again, I know that there's holes that need to be filled. I know the defense needs to be addressed. But as long as you have the weapons that you have and right now you have at least Devontae Adams, Darren Waller, Hunter Renfro, Josh Jacobs, you know, if he returns, he's a free agent, obviously, you know, and depending on what it takes to get him. 
It just it just seems like it would make all the sense in the world you, that you go and get that guy and, and give yourself a chance. But at the same time, with that being said, you still have to make sure you address like the defensive side of things. Yes, the defense needs to be addressed. But for a team where we we hear what was against the Raiders call earlier, I think it was forty years. This is the fortieth year that the Raiders they haven't won a Super Bowl in forty years. That's what you guys you know we're talking about. Or it's been twenty years since the playoffs or a you know, playoff win. You can't. This team cannot look. Cannot start thinking about the future. The future. The future. Right. When is it going to be the present? When is it going to be the now right. instead of the future? Because people have been waiting for the future for twenty years now. It right. needs to be focused on the present sooner rather than later. No doubt. Absolutely. I uh, got this text from the 602. Yo, Q, can fans get in the radio row? Would like to get a couple Raider Legends autographs. And, yeah, I don't know how it is this year, but I believe because they have these these walls that are set up uh, where you can't get inside Radio Row, like where we're at actually broadcasting from, but you can walk on the outside so you can look in and see. And so a lot of times fans will hang over the – the, the rail here and ask for an autograph of someone sitting there or if they're watching someone interview they'll they'll take pictures of them or whatever that does happen and usually it gets crazy sometimes so I'm not sure if this is being allowed this year or not because I haven't really seen any fans uh, looking like they're walking around but then again it's it's Monday and it's early so I'll let you know I think uh, I think that that fans are allowed, but I'm not 100% sure. But thank you so much for that uh, that text. I do appreciate you. And, and again, there's only a certain area that um, you know that you can go to and journey into when when you do get here. So uh, again, once we find out for sure, I'll uh, I'll pass that word on. Got a text from the 209. We're tired of waiting. Get him now. That's going back to your point of you know it's been way too long since the team has been relevant. Even hell, going back to Gangster Raiders' call from earlier in the show. I mean, he said, did you ever think that there'd be a long uh, drought like that from Super Bowl to Super Bowl? And honestly, it's funny, in 83, I say it all the time, like I wasn't really invested in football like that. I was still trying to be a little kid and, you know, doing doing that. So I wasn't really worried about it. But when the Raiders went to the Super Bowl the last time and obviously lost to Tampa Bay, they were so good. I was like, ah, well, that sucks, but they'll be back, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, that's what you always say, oh, that sucks, but they'll be back, no problem. And that just shows how hard it is to get back. And if you make a couple wrong decisions when it comes to drafting, when it comes to signing free agents, even hiring coaches, all of a sudden you can look up and say, well, hell, we're the last 20 years ago or, or, yeah. or plus, right? It's been more than 20 years. So it's like, wait a minute, what the hell is this? You know, so that can happen really fast. And I don't think anyone in the Raiders organization inside those walls ever thought that the Raiders would have that long of a drought. Yeah, and also where it goes where you say, hey, you look up and a couple of coaches have gone by. So I know that Dave Ziegler and Josh McDaniels, they can't think, hey, the Raiders haven't, you know, had a significant playoff run in 20 years. But also when they were hired, this is not a rebuild, that they know that it's win now, that the pressure's on. They're not going into a situation where it's, say, uh, D'Amico Ryans, where he knows that he's going into right. a situation. You get that six-year deal, hey, guys, maybe around three or, three or four, he builds his program the right way, and then it's, hey, guys, now we're ready to win. This this regime doesn't have that luxury. No, it's got to be win now. Right, exactly, exactly. And, and in the NFL nowadays, you don't have that super long window. You know, and Houston is a different situation again because they they have a very large void of talent, and so they're giving a first year first time head coach an opportunity to build that thing in his idea. And he's a hometown guy. I mean, that's you know the team that drafted him, so he's going to have more leeway than guys that were came in 
that were expected to take a team from where they were a year ago and, and make them better. Mm-hmm. He's not going to have that kind of window. So yeah. uh, good stuff right there on that text and good stuff uh, from you as well. 3.57 is the time. When we come back, we'll get to a tech, We'll get to our call from Mark in Colorado, plus Mark McMillan. Speaking of Marks, he's uh, walking in right now, so we'll, uh, we'll have him as well here at the table. Phoenix, Arizona is where we're at. We're in the convention center live on Radio Row. This is Radio Nation Radio 920.